to the Literary Club podcast, where we help you find your next good read. This is going to be a special episode, Get to Know You Through Books. So I'm going to ask Lily a series of questions about books throughout her life that she's read, and she's just going to talk about the books. And we stole these questions from Brett Goldstein's podcast, which is called Films to be Buried With. And he does this whole shtick on there where he's like, you have died and you go to heaven and in heaven, they all want to know about your life, but they want to know about it through films. And the first question they ask is, what's the first movie you ever saw? So he does this whole shtick, whatever. Okay. It's kind of cutesy. He's got a British yeah. accent, so he pulls it off. Um, and he's funny. But we're, we stole all the questions and we're going to do it for books. Yeah. And we're going to hopefully maybe do this with some other people that you might want to get to know. So the first question I want to ask you is, what is the first book you ever read or remember reading or the first memory of a book that you have? So I have a very vivid memory of this. I remember being on my grandparents' couch during Christmas time reading Dick and Jane by William S. Gray. Okay, yeah, classic. Yeah, and this is, if you don't know, this is a very, very simple kids' book where it's like Dick jumped over the rock. Or yeah, like, yeah, I yeah, think it's yeah. even run, harder than it normally Run, is. Jane, run. Yeah. There's definitely a page yeah, that says exactly. that. Exactly, yeah. And I remember learning to read on these books okay and so this is you reading yourself this is me reading myself nice. and yeah. this is like the first books that i was able to read myself cool and i, remember, I think it was like the christmas of kindergarten okay yeah. that's good yeah that's good kindergarten reading is good it kind of gets you on the good track it, yeah i i like I, obviously it's not like essential if they can't read by kindergarten you don't be freaking out or anything but i know that my friend's mom from victoria she was a special teacher for a project right before she retired. She did a couple years in this special project where she worked with grade one kids that could not read at all okay. because the statistics showed that if they couldn't get their reading started in grade one, at least they were going to be having issues all throughout. Like oh, statistically okay. speaking, yes. that's she wanted. So she would go in and she would have like one-on-one time. It was an amazing program. Mm-hmm. She would go in and pull the student out of the class and have one-on-one time with them just for reading so that they could kind of catch up, for lack of a better word, yeah. on their reading. So to help to give them a better start basically in school and in life. For sure, yeah. And so I feel like that's something that kind of has gone by the wayside um, because we just keep on changing the standard to be like, oh, mm-hmm. it's fine, whatever, you pass and stuff so that we don't offend people. But yeah. there is proof and there is, you know, reason to believe that it's good to, like, give encourage early reading if possible. For sure, right? yeah. So kindergarten, that's cool. Christmas kindergarten, which grandparents, mom's side or dad's side? Mom's side. Okay. Yeah. There you go, all the memories. All right, so what was the book that scared you the most? So I don't, I was thinking about this, uh, because we we did, I did look at these questions before uh, to get kind of an idea. And I was looking, I was thinking of this. The first book that came to mind was The Escape Room by Megan Golden. Okay. I talked about this, I think, one of the first episodes. I don't Um, remember this. And it's about. Refresh my memory. So it's these like four colleagues. uh, They're in these high end uh, Wall Street positions. Okay. And they're stuck in this elevator, and they think it's an escape room. I have not. I have no recollection of this. No, I don't know if you talked about it. I think I did. If not, Maybe you did. I would suggest it. Okay. It is spooky, though. Um, okay. They think it's an escape room, but it's actually... Sorry, it's an elevator, and they think it's an escape room? Yes. Okay, but it's probably not because it's a black. Anyway, okay, okay, cool. So that was the first one, and then I was thinking... 
The Lovely Bones by Alice. Oh, yes. Yeah. So this one definitely, after I finished reading it, I think it was like midnight, I definitely could not fall asleep. I had to like put on an office and and just watch that to kind of like clear my mind because it does leave you with this kind of like freaked out feeling. Yep. Especially when the sister is doing her thing. Yeah. I remember walking home from my neighbor's house in the dark after reading that book. Oh, no. Yep. Now that you just said that, it came back to me. And I was like, I don't get that nervous. I live in a basement suite, so I have to, like, walk around my house, too. And I'm not sure if that was the case at the time. But I get a little bit jittery sometimes when I'm walking around being like, so what if something happened to me right now? There's nobody around. It's dark. Nobody, like knows I'm coming home this very minute and stuff. So I remember walking home and being like, yeah, that book is not like overall a scary book though. It's not. But it definitely made me think about things that caused me to feel uneasy. And yeah, definitely. It did scare me too. It It wasn't like a boo scary. Yeah, it was more of a psychological like getting to think. It was about, uh, if you didn't hear the the podcast that we talked about it, it's about the, this, girl that was um raped and killed about her looking down at her family discovering who killed her yeah uh, and so that's the premise of the book and i mean you can kind of tell from the premise it's gonna be some scariness but she's in heaven she's not phased by it at all no so that that's what i mean when i say that the book doesn't have a scary tone yeah it's just the fact that that happened and then them trying to figure it out there's a little bit of yeah. like scariness when they yeah. go Ooh, that part where they go okay when yeah anyway really yeah, 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 yeah 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 anyway we're not going to spoil it for y'all because it's a fabulous uh, well-written book it is and if you're up for that genre and not bothered by those things you should definitely read it for sure all right what oh i have like nine thousand answers for this side cry all the time what is the book that made you cry the most? Like, really cry, ugly cry. People are like, what's wrong? And I just read this book. I don't know. That's what happens to me. Yeah, I don't really sob when reading books. <laughs> uh, Wait till I have kids. I'm just kidding. Um, the one that came to mind was The Outsiders by Essie Hinton. Oh, yes. That one, there is... Johnny. Yeah. What does? Everything. I can't even. Yeah, I'm gonna cry right now, you guys. Just thinking it's about the it. movie too. If you watch the oh, movie and then it? read the book, yeah, watching that end scene with Dallas with the cops and just oh yeah, I'm gonna cry. It's totally now. heartbreaking. It's it so is. sad. And it's just, it's a very moving book, and it's so realistic within all the sadness. So yes. that's definitely one of the books. Other than that, I think I've teared up. But I've never really what sobbed. I have to put books. the book down because I can't see the words anymore through the haze of the liquid coming out of my eyes. Uh, yeah. So okay. So what about like the generic kind of ones that are like formulaic to make you cry, like Nicholas Sparks and stuff? Have you read any of those? What about Jodie Picoult? No. Well. You I got cry some during crying. movies, but I don't cry during books. Okay, maybe you're reading the wrong books. But you know what? Hey, that's not your genre. Like obviously, if yeah. that's not. I don't even know. I must have gone through a phase of reading those, like A Walk to Remember and all that. Okay. Which is also a movie. always hated on Nicholas Sparks. It's very sad. She's always like, like, someone dies, there's always a boat scene, and there's always kissing in the rain. Pretty much. She nailed it. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't read one in many moons. I think I was on vacation recently, like not recently, like a few years ago. And there was one there at the place, and I oh, read okay. it. But I was like, yeah, it's the same every time. Yeah. yeah. As you grow older and, like, you kind of realize, do you either want that and go, like, yeah, I go to it because I know it's what I mm-hmm. want, or you're, like, over it. Yeah. So I kind of read it when they were, like, a fad. Okay. The Notebook, 
all that when it was yeah. like a fad and then when the notebook movie came out around then and then after that it's like yeah they're all the same yeah. and I think what's her face did one Miley Cyrus and yeah just like okay enough now enough um all right what book is terrible or like not critically acclaimed or it's like people don't respect it but you love it and you don't care and you're like I stand by it I love this I don't know I think like within my friend group and my family Mm -hmm. I feel like either Twilight or Harry Potter would be one of those books <laughs> where everyone's like, why on earth are you reading this? And I'm like, I love it. Leave me alone. Yeah. I'd say Twilight is not necessarily critically acclaimed, but definitely popular. It, it has a cult following. Totally. For sure. Uh, so I think, yeah, Twilight would be a good answer, I guess, mm-hmm. because, I mean, there's... But there's not something that's like actual and... rubbish that everyone hates and you're like, I don't care. Like I read no. this when I was a teenager and I just love it so much and I don't care what people think. Not that I can think okay. of. Okay. I just read good books. Yeah. You got great taste. That's totally fine. All right. What is the book that you once loved, but you reread it now and it's terrible? Or if you reread it now, you think it would be terrible. Like it doesn't stand the test of time. Uh, not so much. Just the test of, well, I guess, yeah, the test of time. So Makeover Magic by Kelly McCain is okay. this book that I could probably read now in like 10 minutes. It's one of the first books that I bought myself with like my own money. Right, yeah, yeah. And it's the most cheesy little kid's book ever. Yeah. The kid treats her mom like rubbish. I'm like, yeah. I don't oh, it's know embarrassing. why yeah. my mom let me buy it because it's just an awful book. It's, right. It's what she's doing to her friend is bad. Anyways, I used to love it. I read it like three or four times and now... I still own it, and I'm like, I feel like it's time to throw it away. Get rid of this book yes. because I do not want my kids reading it, mm-hmm. and I don't want my cousins reading it because it's not bad. It's just I don't like her attitude towards her mom. They sneak around behind their parents' back. Yeah, and you just see yeah. it in a different lens now. You probably were thinking it was cool at the time, like, exactly. oh, they're getting away with this, ha ha yeah. ha, and probably thinks you would never do. So you're like, yeah. it's a fun- sometimes it's fun to read about like in a it's voyeuristic is probably the wrong word for it but like in a way where you're like living vicariously through them almost being like I would never do this this is not okay but it's kind of fun to read about yeah I feel that way about reading about bank heists okay where I'm like that's so fun to read about how did they steal all that money and like how did they get away with it and it's like I would never do that and it's very wrong and if I met someone in real life who's like I rob banks I'd be like you're that's terrible don't do that but I like watching like Ocean's Eleven and all that yeah. kind of stuff because I'm like, you kind of living vicariously through them. But with kids, the danger, unfortunately, lies, and with adults, where you're like, actually, that seems like a really great idea. Mm-hmm. Or you start to pick up on their wording or their the idea of like rules don't really matter or sure. whatever. Yeah. And for me, some of the books that don't hold the test of time are also ones that have like racism and other things in there that yeah. are like, hey, when I was a kid, I thought this was super great. And then I went back and read it and was like, oh. Yeah. Never noticed that before. Like, there's some problematic stuff in there or sexual harassment that was, like, supposed to be funny in this book, and it's not funny anymore. Oh, yeah. I'm sure if I reread some of the books that I used to read, I'd Mm. be like, ooh, nope. Yeah, and I don't think you're too much of a rereader. Like, you reread your Harry Potter every fall, and you have certain ones, but you don't strike me as a type to be like, I'm going to read everything on my shelf every five years or something like that. You more keep it for... To say you read it sentimentally yeah. and to lend it to your very close family and yeah. friends. Um, okay. What is the book you, that means the most to you? Not necessarily because of the book itself, but because the memories surrounding it or what time in your life you've read it or something like that. So I've talked about this story before and we've talked about this book before, Narnia by... Uh, who's it C.S. By? Lewis. C.S. Lewis, yes. 
Uh, and so my uncle, he lives um, far away. You have to, he uh, drives down. It's like a 10-hour drive where he flies down. Where does he live? Uh, Fort McMurray. Oh, right, right. Yes, Yeah, yes, yes. yeah. So it's, we didn't really see him that much growing up. It would be kind of a special little treat. But when he did come down, often he'd read Narnia to us, and he'd do, like, the fun voices. Uh, so I think that book. And he's a bit of, like, a character. Not, like, in a crazy character, but he's, like kind of fun-loving guy and like I could totally see him like doing voices making it funny making it interesting so that would be good I could see I didn't know that's who it was I thought it was on your dad's side so that makes more sense now that I know who it is yes so like you have that memory of like sitting on the couch listening to that and you and your brother I'm assuming together yeah it was before any of the other cousins were born yet Right, with just you. Just us, the good old days. I'm joking, I love my cousins. And you don't have that many, to be honest. We have so many on my, like on my my level. That's not what I meant. My generation, I guess it is. We have like in the 30s on both sides. Which is crazy. Whereas you have four, six, right? No. Oh yeah, no, there's three more in Fort Mac. So you have nine. So four here Two more in America. Yes. And then three. Yes. So nine. Yeah. Basic math, folks. Homeschool. I'm a homeschool mom. I got to get my math right. But anyway, you don't have many cousins, what I'm saying. So yeah. it's kind of cool you have those little memories of just the two of you. Yeah. With the family time when he came down. Because yeah. now it's like everybody, right? Like always mm-hmm. trying to get together and stuff like yeah. that. So many kids running around being crazy. That's how it goes. Um, okay. What, or sorry, which book do you think everyone should read? Mm-hmm. Not Twilight. <laughs> Because we tried to make our cousin read it. We did. And she got, like, partway through the first one. I was like, I'm never, I can't stand this. Yeah. So I was like, I, clearly it's not for everyone. Yeah. I thought it was for everyone. It's not. I do think everyone should read it. But my serious answer is <laughs> The Miraculous Journey of Edward Tulane by Kate DeCamillo. Kate DeCamillo. Yeah. She's amazing. Yeah. I've never read this one. Oh, and I love so Kate DeCamillo. Good. Okay, what's it about? It's about this rabbit, this stuffed rabbit, who has, it's from the point of view of the rabbit. Okay. And he thinks um and he's like this poor he's porcelain like he has porcelain features but he's also like fabric and stuff okay and he has like a little hat um and he goes on this adventure i guess he used to be used to be um this little girl's doll uh rabbit uh and then for whatever reason he got tossed off a boat and then he got found by this fisherman so he goes on all these adventures and it is sad at time it's definitely a bittersweet book but I think it's a really great book for kids and I remember my grade school teacher read it to us and okay. I bought it again because I'm like I remember this being for the nostalgia yeah and, and you it read it as an adult you it yeah, held up it for sure it did and it's definitely a really cute read aloud for kids okay so you feel like when you say everyone should read it people should read it who are kids or have kids or can read it to kids. Yeah, or even just themselves. I mean, it is definitely aimed towards kids, but it's a, for just an adult, it's a quick read for them. And it's, okay. it has such a sweet message behind it. Yeah. I um, can't wait to read it. And, is yeah. it appropriate for my daughter? Yeah. Okay, I can't yeah. wait. I'm so excited. I'm adding it to my list. There you go. Everyone should read this, starting with me. All right. Which, okay, what book do you think is objectively... The greatest book of all time, not necessarily your favorite, mm-hmm. the greatest book of all time, or just the greatest book. Oh, would saying the Bible be a cop-out? Bible is totally a cop-out and has multiple authors, and it just goes, it's uh, genre-defying, so okay. you can't say the Bible. I thought you were going to say Gone with the Wind. No, I, well, 
Because you said it was a masterpiece. It is a masterpiece. I shouldn't say what I think you're going to say because that's not really fair. That's, it is a good book, but I don't know. It's Maybe hard. it's like, to be determined. I, yeah, I, I feel like that's. Can there be just one good book? That's so stressful to think of. Like, <laughs> I'm not going to hold you to it and be like, you are wrong and I can't believe you answered that question. So you can, because there's so many, you think it's not possible to I don't do? Think do you I think it's possible to do it for a movie? Do you think that's easier? No, you can't? No, we well, gotta no. answer that because this is part of it. That's like the thing. He makes everybody say what the best movie of all time is, objectively. Objectively. And I... people say like The Godfather or The Godfather. <laughs> I can't think of anything else people it's say. It's hard though too because it's like I guess it depends we on the genre. Read every book that's ever been written. But we never will. We cannot. But we don't know. I mean, there could be some book that was written that was never published that's been shoved in a drawer that is objectively the best book ever written. That would be amazing. And we don't know because not yeah. everyone will publish their works and And the thing is we always read it with sort of like a bit of a tainted perspective because people are like you got to read The Catcher yeah. in the Rye. You've got to read The Catcher in the Rye and you read it and it's like, yeah, it's good, but it's like is that the greatest book of all time? You yeah. know, like, it, yeah, what's the greatest book of all time? I don't even know. Maybe The Godfather is a book. But anyway, yeah, yeah that came from a book. From okay. Mario Puzo, I think it was. But anyway, I digress. All right, which book is the one that you've read the most times? Probably any book out of the Little House series. Even uh, more than Harry Potter. Yeah, I've only read Harry Potter five times maybe uh the first one and yeah. the other ones maybe only like three or four times yeah but her or little house my mom read it to me and i read it because i could read it when i was little like little yeah. um yeah i've just i've just read that one a lot okay um probably the first one like little house in the big woods yeah is, which i'm currently reading to my daughter yeah that one i think i've just read a lot yeah it's like, good I, yeah it, it's good and it's a quick read and it's like it's kind of weird that it's good. Sometimes I'm reading, like, why do I even like this? Like, I'm basically reading about people making their own jam, like, making their own butter and, like, trying to, like, but it's just about, that. that's the fascinating part yeah. is, like, it's about a different world, a different time, and it's true. Yeah. And you're, like, kind of fantasizing about, like, making your own bread and, like, planting potatoes and living off the land, and it's, like, an adventure. Making a door. Making a door. It's yeah. very, like, long descriptive passages. Like, I, I honestly, if I had to pick, I wouldn't say, yeah, this is it. This is going to be the one. I love it. It's going to be great. It's like, no, this is yeah. not my genre at all. But I actually really like it. It is really good. It's cozy. Yeah. Makes me feel like I'm in yeah, the olden days. for sure. And forget that there's no indoor plumbing. It's another good fall read. Yes. Yeah. Or winter. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It's cozy. Okay, what book is a strong part of your child? Oh, no, no, no. We're going to go back. Sorry. We don't like to be negative. This is what he always says. But we'll be quick. What is the worst book you have ever read? Flowers of Darkness by Tony Rossman. Yes, this book is so weird. I Where the guy has the affair this. with the doll. Yes. The robot. Yes. Weird. It was. And like it doesn't even so tell bad. you what actually happened. It Why doesn't. was the ceiling falling down? It's what unfinished. is going on? It, I don't even. Just let's move on. It's the weirdest. No, no, no. We got to go back. Because it's like. Book. No, I, just one thing. Just one more thing. Okay. Here's the question. Did the editor read the book and was like, yes, this is perfect. This is great. Let's publish it. Or was it like, she's taking forever. She's 
get it done. Let's just publish it. And who cares that nothing is resolved? It, I have, I would love to know. I, re- I think I'm going to do a deep dive on the internet and figure out what yeah. happened. There's people that like it on Goodreads, but there's most people I think that are like, I don't what understand what people like about it. Is going on. Like the plot twist of the, the husband having an affair with a doll. And it's I was crazy. just like, what? What exactly? No, sorry. Yeah, great answer. I like that answer. I feel sorry for the author, but. And maybe it's a masterpiece and we don't understand it. And there's a lot of movies like that. I feel like movies more so than books. Books, yeah. I feel like books is like a certain type of audience. And I want to say intelligent. It's not that movie goers are not intelligent. But there's lots of movies where you're like, what is happening? And it's just part of the experience, kind of like Mm -hmm. the people are high or something weird. But in a book, I I really truly believe it shouldn't be like that. Like it's a story and you're supposed to be telling a story and that should have you know, answers. Beginning, middle, and end. Or if it's going to leave you with questions, it should be obvious why in like kind of yeah. a cliffhanger way. Yeah. And it's not like, and she unfinished. never knew. And you shut it. You're like, what? Yeah. Or like the giver where you're like, did he die? Did he not die? What's yeah. happening? Uh, yeah. No, this was not that. Okay. we Sorry. We took too long there. I said we weren't going to hang linger, but we did. Okay. What book is a strong part of your childhood? My Anastasia by Sharon Stewart. Okay. This book is about the Russian monarchy, the last czar, 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 um, and the, the girls, his daughters and his son, uh, which he, his son had a very interesting blood condition that they didn't know about. Okay. Uh, and so Anastasia, what, my Anastasia is one of the, Anastasia is one of the daughters, but the main character of this book, um, stumbled across the family and she became kind of like a friend lady-in-waiting servant kind of figure to this family right Um, so it's kind of like a fly on the wall situation yeah and it was really interesting uh because that time was really fascinating Mm. kind of royalty but then they're all um uh prosecuted at the end um i don't know my russian anything no i don't know my russian history so i'm i'm shocked yeah but (laughs) obviously that. Oh, I don't spend shocked. my weekends spend my weekends reading about old it's Russian times I'm I sure it is it. yeah uh, but no it's it's a really good book it's very heavy because they do describe not necessarily describe but she does know that the family's all murdered um mm. and like it, it's just kind of deep considering I read it in elementary middle school yeah so, yeah, but no, that was that was one of my Stayed favorite books, and I bought it. Of course and you I did. I still have it. Sitting there in the, as a, as a showpiece on your mantle to never be read again. No, I'm just kidding. Okay, last but not least. Now, if you have to go to a deserted place, and you're going to be there for a very long time, possibly mm-hmm. forever, mm-hmm. and you're only allowed to take one book with you, mm-hmm. and it can't be the Bible, <laughs> it's a cop-up, which book would you take? God, and this man. is... And this is for you to read, but also to share with others to read. Okay, yeah, Gone with the Wind. Gone with the Wind. Wow. Yeah, because there's like four stories in one. There's it's very like, long too. A big bang for your book. It is really long. Yeah. <laughs> and if you needed to, good fire. No. Yeah. <laughs> but it's it has like more than one kind of story in it where there's like the Civil War, but then there's like when she starts dating Rhett Butler or. Yeah, right. Uh, and then when she, like, goes here. So there's, like, a lot of different kind of stories in the one story that I think make it interesting. 
Yeah, so it's not like, oh, it's the same thing over and over again. Yeah. You're kind of discovering different stories yeah. throughout it. That's cool. Yeah. Okay, Gone with the Wind. That's it. See, yeah. okay. See, now I like that you chose that at least for that because I was like, she didn't pick it as objectively the best book. You got to pick something for that. You're going to have to stew about it. Stew about it for a while Think and see if you it. can come up with something. And then you can always talk about it on another episode. I feel like it's a good question. It is a really I'm good try- question. I can't think of what I'm going to answer for that. I'm going to have to really soak uh, through it. And I, sometimes I think, oh, I'm not very highbrow and I'm not very, like, super intellectual. So I may not have read it. Yeah. Like, it's probably one of these ones that are like, oh, I can't believe I haven't read War and Peace or, like, Marcel Proust's whatever he wrote. I don't even know. So, like, maybe I'm missing out because I just can't I can't get through that yeah. kind of stuff and I don't care to. So I'm not going to be like, oh, yeah, Anna and the French Kiss is the best book ever. Like, I know that much, but yeah. I also don't know if I've read whatever the greatest book like, of all is time a is. a Greek book? One of the, like, Greek... Could be in a different language. Yeah. Anyway, that's all to be said. So now yeah. we know you a little more through your books and stay tuned for another episode when I answer these questions and hopefully some other interesting people we can put through this little ringer here. Have a wonderful week and we will see you next Tuesday. Bye.